in this town of Halloween. I am the one hiding under <laughs> your bed. Let's do it one more time because I no. want to get to the eye. There's two different oh, voices. Oh, God, okay. There's two voices. You have to let me get through Fine. it. All right. In this town of Halloween, I am the one hiding under your bed. Teeth ground sharp and eyes glowing red. I am the one hiding under your stairs. Fingers like snakes and spiders in my hair. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong My day. Let's take me for you. Let's drop fuckers. Everybody on good. Great, bad, wonderful. And welcome to a spooktacular episode of Facing Off, a podcast where we take two similar pieces of entertainment and we compare, contrast, and rate them. Today, we are doing Corpse Bride versus. The Nightmare Before Christmas. I am Gabe, and joined with me are my co-hosts from the underworld, Nick and Layla. What's up, guys? Hi! Very good spooky voice. I'm creeped out by Nick just in appearance. I don't. He's not even wearing a costume today and looks creepy as hell. What is it the... It's the slick back hair. Okay. It's not slicked back. It's pushed back. It's pushed. You <laughs> think this is slick... Anyways, Layla... <laughs> What up? How it do? <laughs> oh, I'm just so happy. I'm so excited right now. Oh, this favorite this is month like, of the year for you. This is it for me. I'm sitting here in my so, pumpkin shirt. I'm so ready for this episode. As a master of October yes. and all things fall and Halloween and all of that. The I most basic of the basic you. women. Yes, go ahead. Sure. I have a quick question for you that okay. I would like both of you to answer. Just it's your mm-hmm. own preference. What's better to you? Pumpkin tasting things or maple tasting things? Pumpkin. Pumpkin tasting things. I'm on the maple team. Oh, lame. Dude, the maple oat milk is so good. That maple oat milk is... Dude, if you had the maple... maple donut? Can you imagine a pumpkin donut? Yeah, I mean, I like... Yeah, I kind of want that. I do do love, like, maple donuts and things like that, but, like, there is nothing superior in October to pumpkin-flavored things. Pumpkin PSLs, bread? Dude. I mean, pumpkin bread is like one of the greatest things ever. I'm a PSL pretty stan. Good. You know what's great? I just found out at Trader Joe's. I'm stupid. The pumpkin bread? This is why I just found No, oh. I was going to say the cornbread crisps. Oh. It has nothing to do with this, but it is kind oh, of technically they, I always it. see them. I never try them. Dude, it's so good. I'll give you one after. Interesting. Um, and you should try the maple cookies. They are. I have them. I eat them all the time. They're like brutally the, indulgent. They're so good. They're better than Oreos. They're, they're so much Honestly, Trader Joe's is best time cookie. of year. Honestly. Yeah, at Trader no. Joe's is just so good at the we, snack game. We lead off every episode by talking about Trader Joe's now, right? That's <laughs> true. We, this episode is brought to you by Trader gotcha. Joe's. Just wait till those chips come out, baby. I mm. wish we could be sponsored by Trader Joe's. I'm actually going to ask them that. <laughs> um, today, we're doing Corpse Bride and A Nightmare Before Christmas, the thing that brings these two movies together that makes them applicable for comparison is that they are two stop-motion animated musical movies with characters by Tim Burton and music by Danny Elfman about undead lovers and having a scene in a snowy forest. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Undead Lovers. Good band name. Snowy one Forest. is by Good Henry Selleck, and one is by Tim Burton. And we're going to face them off and declare a victor. Yeah. Uh, victor, I hardly know her. Um, <laughs> and yeah. that's the podcast. Thanks that's everyone podcast. for listening. Uh, we're going to break these movies down. I'm actually going to moderate this one. Uh, moderate. Yeah, Layla did a perfect job last time moderating, and now... It is on me to moderate. Gabe, Wait, you have a Layla pen? did last Give time. Give me a pen, dude. Yeah. Well, we had TV yeah, episode right. last time, but before that. Oh, true, house. but the one before you that. Don't even give me a freaking pen. Um, yeah, so we're going to break these movies down based on five categories, as we always do. Five. And we're going to rate each category on a scale of one to seven. To understand this scale, a one is poor, <laughs> like getting a pack of yogurt in your Halloween bag, which literally happened to me one time. That's, That's perishable. Yeah, it's fucked up. Foolish. Uh, and seven is amazing. On the other side of the scale, like getting a whole bar of your like favorite chocolate candy or something. Oh, like a huge chocolate one. Chocolate candy? Is that a- I can't have a favorite bar that doesn't have chocolate in it? Well, I guess, yeah, like a nougat bar could have been good, too. Or a payday. Four is average or neutral, like getting a mini pack of Starburst and it's only like yellow or orange in it. Mm, yellow, so it's fine. just average. Orange, no. Yeah, it's just it's not horrible. It's still candy. two oranges is a three for me. Um, <laughs> so that's what we're gonna do. One to seven for each of these categories. Uh, we're making it Halloween themed. Let's start out with spooktacularity, <laughs> where we talk about how engaging these movies were and how thrilled we were to watch them and whether we were distracted by anything and not engaged at any moment. And I do want to say, since these are our first musicals that we're doing, hmm. uh, were the song like make this part of your analysis. Were the songs themselves Ooh. fun and engaging oh, where you okay, want to like that. sing along? Are you okay. invested in the movie? Layla, since you love these movies so much, let's start with you and let's start with The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh my goodness. Oh, goodness. I'm going to give it a seven. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I just have to. I mean, this is, for me, like, if I name off most classic Halloween movies of all time, this is in the top three for me. I have to watch it every October. If it's on outside of October, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm in. Let's do this. Um, I just think it's so smart and intelligent and fun and... I remember being obsessed with this movie when I was a kid and I'm still obsessed with this movie because I think it just like, as I'll talk about later ages really well for like all generations while you're watching it. I think it's pretty Mm. hilarious that the like premise of this is Jack, like the pumpkin king just having like an existential crisis basically, which I think is hilarious. And I, I, I mean, so many things keep me laughing. I think the music is unreal good. I think it's incredible. The songs still hit so hard for me now. And I they think slap hard. they slap so hard and they're so yeah. fun and so creative. Um, I'm engaged the entire time I watch this movie. And I think I will be until I'm like, like 80 years old. I will always be engaged with this movie. It's so much fun to me. I'm trying to think of all the other little things. I think like... The, the way certain characters are created is so smart and fun. Like, the politician is hilarious to me, having, like, his mayor, two faces. Yeah. yeah, like, it's and his anxiety is so funny mm-hmm. to me. It just cracks me up. Um, just That's the dude in Beetlejuice who does, like, the seance. Yeah. And, yeah. like, 
I just every little moment is so perfectly curated. Like even when he's leaving all of the really bad presents for kids and the kids are just reacting and like screaming. It just it all makes me laugh so hard. I have such a good time watching this movie. Layla loves terrorizing kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's my jam. Loves giving bad presents. (laughs) All right. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. 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 Nick, what, what did you think about Nightmare Before Christmas? Were you fully engaged? Um. Yeah, well, I gave it a six. I'm not going to give okay. it a seven. Success. That's I'm, fair enough. Not, this is very personal yeah. for me to give it a seven. Um, it's my goal today to bring up Oogie Boogie and Emery. Yes, uh, please do. Uh, so we're going to talk about songs. Love me the Oogie Boogie situation yeah. song that he does. One of the best. Um, love me a good cartoonish interrogation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. which is what he's doing, right? Yeah, he's like torturing him, sort of, and like. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's like the antithesis of, of Santa Claus, so... Yeah. Yeah. So he tortures people instead of gives them presents. Yep. Yeah. It's awesome. It's so smart. It's such a good... It's intelligent. Like, fun, it's fun. Crisp, yeah. intelligent movie, and I mean, <clears throat> it also applies to two different holidays, which... Um, Allows you to two watch of the it. biggest banger holidays. The two biggest in the Christian banger faith. holidays. Halloween <laughs> yeah. in the Christian faith. Uh, no, but maybe like the, the opposite. Salem witch trials were kind of <laughs> yeah. about it. Worships like, the yeah. devil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of. Um, so you can, for example, watch it in a drive-in movie theater in December of 2020, mm. and then watch it again around Halloween for your podcast in October 2021. True that. You can re-listen to this, for example. It's versatile. Yeah. I gave it a you six. Know? So he gives it he gives it a six yep. out of seven. Nick, what did you think about Corpse Bride? Was it engaging for you? Oh boy. Oh <clears throat> I'm boy. In between like a, I'm in between a four and a five. Okay. Like if we're gonna bring in the music, it's for sure a four, because I couldn't tell you a single song from that. And I yeah. definitely didn't like any of them. They were not bangers. They were whatever the opposite of banging is. <laughs> Mash. Quiet. Oh, bangers and mash are, so are the opposite. They go Those together. Are Those go together. Banging would be like tapping. Tapping. Yes, they're yeah. tappers. Yeah. Not even though, because that was like because then you're tapping like your toe tapping. I know. What you Damn mean. it. They're just whatever cold. the opposite. They're, they're not cold. good. Yeah. Uh, and I don't. I just wasn't engaged in it. I'll talk about it in other categories. But I, curious what you have to say, Layla. But I, I was at a like if we're gonna incorporate music for sure for um. I don't think it's like totally uninteresting, but there were definitely parts where I was like, wait, what? Yeah. They like love each other now? All right, whatever. <laughs> Hard to follow, maybe, like in terms of like caring enough about the plot to go towards that. Yeah, at, it, at my advanced age, I was not intrigued. You perhaps are so a, old. It's it's insane. Perhaps as a uh, Layla, what did you think about Corpse Bride? Yeah, this might be like surprising or controversial to some of my friends listening, but I'm going to give this a four. I'm not a huge Corpse Bride person. I never have been. I never mm. was like younger as well. Like it just, it never, for four. it never, yeah. it never hit for me. I, I just don't think it's like well laid out. So like I was never fully, fully engaged with what was happening. Um, and on top of that, I, I can't understand what anyone's saying in the songs. Like I just, (laughs) like I had such a hard time understanding. And in in movies like this, musicals, (laughs) um, you need to because they are they propel the storyline. So it's like plot. It's. um, I found myself maybe why I was confused about how quickly (laughs) things escalated. Okay. 
I just found myself consistently being like, I like straight up like, am am I like getting old and I can't hear it? Like I just I I I like I I turned it so loud at one point and I I was like, no, it's not me. Like, oh no, I think we talked about this JJ when we were watching because the music was really loud. Yes, but the like so dialogue was extremely quiet. I was totally so gonna bring this singing, up. Yeah, the sound yeah. editing is really bad. Like it's it's not. Yeah. I hate movies that do that, but like when she, the uh, the alive girl that he's supposed to marry, when she walks in initially, you can't even hear what she says. Like I, she's supposed to be demure and like very quiet, but you straight up can't hear the words that she's saying because mm-hmm. they brought the volume down so far for that audio. Um, yeah, I just don't think it's like really, it's weird. Like I think they were like betting so hard on the like creepy concept and the stop motion aspect that they kind of forgot that you have to build like a good story to go along with it that like oh for sure keeps you engaged um overall it's so short i feel like i can't go below a four like it's an i mean both of these movies are under an hour and 20 which is yeah preposterous so so like i feel like i can't be that mad it's not like it wasted two hours of my life on something that didn't make a whole lot of sense it's like it's got some like cool stuff that i'll talk about later on and um it is like creepy at times which is fun to watch around this time of year so like there were some things but like it's nothing spectacular to me it's pretty average i have to say that i haven't seen this movie in 16 years since it came out i don't remember ever seeing this movie but when nick and i were watching it every (laughs) scene that i saw i was like oh my god i remember this vividly I remembered this movie, like every visual detail of this movie, as if it was one of those movies that I watch all the time. And I don't know what the fuck that is. It was usually an unusual visual that you were like, I remember that. I remembered everything so specifically. Like I have an eidetic memory, but it's like, it was insane. Yeah. Um, Weird flex. Yeah. I I think I might (laughs) have a, I think I might have like a possible explanation of that for you, but I'm going to talk about it later on. So I'll, I'll hold off. Okay. Fair enough. Well, all right. So you guys each gave it a four and average for spooktacularity. Let's move on to the next category. Let's talk about eye candy. Hmm. And, uh, I do want to bring up, we, we don't need to do it now because we're talking about the songs in other categories, but Nick, it was an inside joke essentially that Nick would bring up uh, musical or like sound things in the I category section <laughs> and it would piss me off. But I do think he has like kind of a point that like maybe we could change the category in the future to textures. So we talk about the I, the visual and the audio stuff. And sound, you know, that's something like to a, think about. That sounds like a cologne that Johnny Depp would promote. Textures. Oh my God. By Johnny Depp. He'd be like riding a horse yeah, he shaped would. like a guitar or something. He, he would. But I Candy, let's talk about Corpse Brag, because I think maybe this is what Layla was talking about, or maybe you meant to talk about it in Legacy, which we could talk about later. But Layla, just start with Corpse Brag, yeah. uh, I Candy. Tell me about the visual details of this movie. Yeah, I, I actually had a really hard time with this category when I was thinking about it, and I don't really have a score to give it quite yet. I think I need to like talk it out a little bit. I... I automatically will give this a higher score simply because it's stop motion. I just think stop motion is like absolutely lovely when it comes to animation. And it's truly the like largest form of innovation in animation in my personal opinion. So I am going to give it props for that regardless. I do think there's like, especially in the beginning of the movie, I noticed just like some really fun, like human like filming techniques that they used. Like it's almost like they're doing profiles of these like little caricature things that they created at times, 
which I thought were really cool. Like when she, when they're sitting at the, when he's playing at the piano at the beginning and then she sits down and he like stands up, like there's these really interesting shots of the two of them. So I kind of feel like it's actually really like fun the way they shoot this movie. Um, I think it's like incredibly creative. I think the way that like all the dead stuff is created is really fun. Um, I just don't think it's as like imaginative and creative as the next movie we're going to talk about. So like, I don't want to give it too high of a score. So I'm like, I think at a five. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. What about you, Nick? I I went with a five because like, you're totally right. Like it's stop motion. Like it's just so cool. (laughs) Stop motion. (laughs) Stop motion. It's stop motion. (laughs) It's not like normal. It's not a normal movie. Like there's a, an inordinate amount of time goes into creating so a much movie like time that. goes into this. And for this, like if you're gonna change, so if you're gonna like change how we're talking about it with like four being an average stop motion movie, I don't know what that is visually. This one, like Ooh. they do, it has to be a little above average because they do a bunch of interesting things with the characters' faces and emotions that aren't. Um, aren't done in a lot of other stop motion or weren't done maybe prior to 2005 when it came out in stop motion movies. Yeah. Like there's a little snippet in IMDb that says, uh, the people who were putting together the frames for the, the, the movie would have like nightmares about moving their own facial expressions and the like delicate way that they had to do that. Yeah. For this yeah. Film. And I was like, well, that's disturbing. So um, kind of, yeah. so, I mean, yeah, the meticu- the, like the meticulousness is you know, exactly. And just speaking to that, like I don't, and I, I think maybe if someone doesn't know the details of stop motion, this might not make a whole lot of sense, but I will never give a stop motion film less than five. I don't think simply because of the insane amount of effort, the visuals alone take to create this type of animation. And I said sure. this last time, I implore all of you to go on YouTube and look up Leica animation and watch a video of how they shoot these little creatures that they create and the sets that they create and the way they actually like for every single individual photo they take, they have a different face for, to make it move like that. It's like a, like someone creates a different face every single time. It's insane. It is. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more meticulous than this art form to me, so I can't give it a four at ever. <laughs> yeah, I was just the only thing I'd add is like one thing I noticed when we were watching this is like out of Tim Burton's type of movies, this is weirdly the most similar visually to Beetlejuice. Yeah, that he's made like there's a lot there's of it that tonal. feels like Beetlejuice, and the way that the camera moves mm-hmm. too, which is like a wild concept because I you know it's not it's no longer like stop and a uh, stop motion animation where it's looking at it from one angle it's moving to different angles and zooming in yeah so uh, but n- one thing that nick and i were non-stop talking about is that like a lot of the faces in real life the not dead life the faces of the parents and stuff just like doesn't even make any physical sense like the mom's chin is so fucking big and she has a straight up ass on her head i think it's a scrotum but a scrotum on her head either one um, so you guys both gave that a five. Let's talk about yes, Nightmare Yes, I would be remiss we... to not add at this point that there's a very large woman 
I think it's the mom <laughs> of the uh, bride, living bride, at the beginning. And for whatever reason, her no. What's breasts happening? jiggle. I don't know. Her breasts jiggle. Stop her it. Her breasts jiggly. It and was, stop it. It never, it never happens again for the rest of the movie. Stop. It's animation. We're allowed to say Nothing this. else jiggles. <laughs> Nothing else jiggles. Don't ruin these things for me. Can we move Just on? I don't even care that much There's about There's a scene. She, she moves about. She moves about and her, her breasts jiggle. She moves about. And pay attention to the movement no, don't of pay attention. characters. <laughs> Breasts. It's as you really watch. hard not to. Once you see it, you can't much. unsee it. Oh, when they just... move about, they don't jiggle. And that's the podcast. Thank you very much. Nothing else jiggles. Hair. Um, nothing. I'm so let's glad this about... very vital point was pointed out. Let's let's yeah. Let's next. move away from it and let's talk <laughs> about Nightmare Before down. Christmas and the visuals in that. Layla, why don't you keep talking about and gushing about stop motion as it applies to Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah. Uh... Uh, again, another one that I'm having a hard time with because I feel myself getting really biased with my answers here. Um, mm. I, I can't give it a seven because of Wes Anderson stop motion films. So I'm not going <sighs> to. Up. I'm not going to, even ah, though I very, 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 very badly want to. <laughs> um, I won't. It, it, I'm going to give it a six. Uh, aside from the stop motion portion which i think i've spoken intensely highly about at this point they created images and characters in this movie visually that are just truly stunning and incredible and like no other creatures to me have been created that way sally and jack alone are like and Mm -hmm. obviously we'll delve into this further in legacy as well but like these are one of a kind images and and like creative characters that exist Mm -hmm. jack skellington is like to this day, one of the most famous images that exists out there. I mean, the way he's so lanky and his suit and his face and just the visuals of like. Who wore it better, Jack Skellington or Slender Man? <sighs> oh my gosh. Stole my joke. You're a Slender Man looking ass. It's my joke now. Possession is nine tenths of the law, motherfucker. Okay, later. yeah, <laughs> I um, yeah, I just and just even the way that it's shot, like when when Jack is doing his like big monologue song at the beginning of the movie, and the moon yeah. is behind him, that like iconic shot of him on top of that hill. I think of like even more like just random moments, like when Sally looks over to him when he's doing the experiments, and she makes that like enamored face, and then just like plunges off of the tower and it just like the way they shoot that is like magical to me i i just think it's like brilliantly shot aside from being stop motion just as an animation film and then the images they created and the and the characters that they drew out were just remarkable so um if there wasn't just such innovation in stop motion and animation today since this is 1993 um i would give it a seven but i'm gonna go with a six Dang, we okay. agree again. I also gave it a six. <clears throat> right. Uh, largely because it's just like, I, I mean, there's a difference for sure between these two movies. You know, there's 12 years difference. You can, you can tell one is newer, but I mean, in terms of like stop motion, anim- like it's not a stark enough difference that that matters to me. Mm-hmm. And the difference is that these characters are iconic, burned into people's minds 
forever. Yeah. And there is something to be said for the design of of the characters that they were that um memorable and like you said iconic. Um Yeah, there there's just there's just almost no other animated movies with these like besides Pixar movies, I guess, have this level of like staying power, I guess. Oh, definitely. There's so it's just visually iconic, and that's like the best way to put it. Everyone knows what it looks like, and retroactively, they know from it. folks who are listening, drink every time we say iconic. <sighs> iconic. All right, let's move on to our next category. Then let's talk about originality. Yay! How original are these films? And how do they stand out in their genres? And uh, how are they unique and in what ways? So, Nick, why don't you talk about Nightmare Before Christmas first? Originality. Iconic. Iconic. Oh, he, another. He's, he's, yeah, yeah, I whispered iconic, which is another uh, fragrance. Fragrance. Fragrance by uh, Johnny Depp. I gave it. Um, <laughs> we're talking about Nightmare. Iconic. <laughs> Johnny Depp. Riding, um, riding a guitar shaped like a horse. Yeah, start with Nightmare Before Christmas. You guys are silly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're out of sorts. Can you talk? <laughs> seven. I gave it a oh, seven. Oh, seven. Okay. Is it based on anything, Layla? Not that know. I'm aware of. <clears throat> yeah, it's a seven. How's it not a seven? Look at those. Like, look, like. Let's go back to what Layla said at the beginning. It is a story about the Lord of Halloween who has a. <laughs> uh, uh, an existential crisis after finding out that there's a like there are other holidays, and becomes enamored with the idea of being the Lord of Christmas, and can't even figure out what the Lord of Christmas's name really is. So Sandy, Sandy Claus. Yeah. Like it's just, I find it difficult to think of if you're just going like base level what the what a more original movie would be, you know. See, yeah, it, Layla, I'm sure you heavily I mean, agree. This is just a e- the easiest. This is such an easy seven. Yeah. Like this is a, yeah. a one of a kind. Like again, it's this is a children's movie about two of the best holidays. About <laughs> the Pumpkin King having an existential crisis. Like this is just it's perfect. Everything about it's perfect. Mm-hmm. The music again is one of a kind. There are no other musicals I can look to that create music this fun for me. Like I, it's, it's truly amazing. Danny Elfman's incredible. Um, and then aside from that, like even just the, we haven't talked, I don't think enough about like the background characters, like the little creatures of Halloween and how fun they all are. Like Oogie Boogie. Yeah. Uh, definitely Oogie Boogie, but I mean, even those like smaller side characters. Uh, like when the part when the mayor is looking for Jack Skellington or whatever, and he's giving that announcement in the town, and each person is talking about like how they went yeah. to go find him, yeah. and they're all these different like voices and characters. Totally, yeah. they're so they're original and so fun. Like I love, I there, I love all of those side characters. I love the like band outside of his house, um, and I. The score of this film is really beautiful as well. Like aside from the the musical like songs, the score is really gorgeous, and I love that they are always in the background playing the score throughout the film as well. Like in the like side parts of the movie, um, it's just it's very it's just one of a kind. There's no question about it. There's nothing I can look to it and be like that's pulled from something or that's not entirely original. Um, I just there's no question about it. 
Hey, man. Let's talk about Corpse Bride, though. Is that mm. is that original? Does it stand out in any way, Layla? I don't know. I mean, I had a, again. I had a hard time with this. I like it is. It's literally Tim Burton coming back and like peeling a lot of things that he loved about Nightmare Before Christmas and trying to create something similar. Like this, this, this fiance guy is like a human form of Jack Skellington. <laughs> like, I just feel like it's just not super, yeah. super creative. He's, more tim- he's like t- more timid than him. He's like, of course. I just mean in looks <laughs> like just the way he looks yeah, in his sure. suit. And like, there's literally a shot of him walking through a barren forest, just like Jack does in the beginning. A barren snowy forest. Snowy. I might add. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I just, and obviously like you can, you can create odes to things that you love or work that you've made before. I just think that, so much of like the hue of the movie and like, you know, you brought Danny back on again to create like worse music than the like when he did it before. <laughs> that's, like, what they, that's what they asked him to do, actually. <laughs> and then they like force him to sing and it's like a tone that won't work for him. Yeah. And he actually fucked his whole voice up doing it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I just I don't think for what they were trying to do, it worked. But like, I have to be like, there are certain things about it that are certainly original. Like I can't necessarily just pick another movie and easily compare it and say like, Oh, like that's the same story or something like that. But I don't know. I think I like want to go kind of with a four, I think, but I can't tell if that's like not fair. Well, maybe Nick could help you out. What did you think, Nick? Uh, It is based on a uh, Russian Jewish folk tale. Okay. <laughs> Aren't they all? So, <laughs> I gave it a three. Oh, you gave it a three. Because uh, everything Layla said, it is far too reminiscent of the other movie we're talking about. There are too many things that look, feel similar, tonally or sort of Nightmare Before Christmas-esque. Not tonally, I guess, but just like visually. Like, he looks like him. He looks... yeah. You know, make him fat or something. Fat. So he doesn't look like, so he's not so Slender Man looking. And I don't know. It just doesn't strike me as like a movie that necessarily needed to happen. Hmm. That's a, um, we always think about yeah, that. And that's, that's, that's a great valid. point. Yeah. And it's based on a very famous in the Russian Jewish. <laughs> uh, I'm a Russian Jew. Really? Well, so like did you a know good about amount of my book. The Russian Jewish folktale. Yeah, we used to read it right. at <laughs> night. Yeah, okay. Me and my babushka. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. No. Oh, um, Is this insensitive? No. No, I'm literally a Russian Jew. I'm allowed to say that. Um, what, uh, I don't know. I actually don't think I can <laughs> move on. <laughs> Wait, I do need to. I want to point out. I do think. <laughs> I do think the concept of the story, I like while it's in on screen where someone like accidentally falls into a romantic situation that they don't want to be that they shouldn't be a part of, while that like maybe (laughs) has been done as like a rom com. Like I do think the whole like plot is kind yeah, of interesting. Hollywood really hasn't leaned into necophilia this hard. Right? Yeah, <laughs> this is the best the best form of necrophilia. So, for and sure. therefore, you're right. I, I will do, say, are you going to end up with a four? Later? I'm going to stay with a four. I will say that this movie definitely creeps me out more than Nightmare Before Christmas does. Oh sure. Like when yeah. she initially pulls, like grabs at him and comes up and is like really fucking creepy and like follows him around and he's like trying to run from her. I actually get really creeped out by. That scene so it's not 
It's something that's not very chill. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's just weird. Um, okay. Well, let's talk about let's talk about uh, another category. Let's just move the fuck on. Um, our new category that we're going to be talking about uh, is similar to one that we normally talk about, but since this is a musical, I need to let you all know that we are going to be talking about actoring. Um, which is uh, actoring, where we talk about the performances, uh, and uh, the, in this case, voice performances, and how the writing and directing either hurt or help them, and also the musical performances, you know, because actually in the case of uh, Jack Skellington, it's played by two different people, yeah. for the song and for the voice. Um, which is so, smart in a lot of these cartoon musicals, by the way. Yeah. Oh, totally agree. Um, Layla, why don't you talk about Nightmare Before Christmas? Actoring. Oh, God. Uh, I, I don't know why I like definitely did not prepare for this category. Um, I'm going to give Nightmare Before Christmas... I don't know. It's such a weird category because it's just like their voice is six, I guess. like I, I think that like they do a great job. Their voices are like to me iconic like i know obviously we all know sally's voice at this point because of a certain show yeah, but i didn't really remember i mean i sometimes i get like like moments of clarity where i realize this but you like know, Catherine o'hara played yeah. sally so like, i was watching so it different and i had this like kind of scary thought i was just like so are like like young people, like teenagers that watch this for the first time ever, just gonna be like, is that the woman from Shit's Creek? Like, is no, like, is it, is that like where we're at? Like, they're just gonna know that about her and not that she was Sally. Like, I just, yeah. that's kind of sad to me. But yeah, she's the perfect Sally. Sally's voice is perfect in this movie, and I love her song so much. It's still to this day one of my favorite musical songs ever. Um, and I think Jack is incredible. And I, to speak to my point from before. I do think with a lot of like cartoon musicals in general, it can be very smart to separate the singer out from the actor. Um, Cause like sometimes the singer, especially a musical musically trained singer can just bring a lot more to the songs than an actor can. Mm -hmm. And the actor oh, sure. can do a lot more with like, you know, a cartoon character. So I think it's really smart when they do stuff like that. And I'm glad that people are willing to do things like that with cartoons. Um, I think that's pretty much it for me. I don't really have a lot to say in this category. Six. <laughs> All right, Nick, are you are you similarly um, scored? Yeah. I, again, like it's just really hard to figure out what the score should be. I'm a, I would put it a five. Um, the one thing that would make me think maybe it is six is how seamlessly it transitions between Danny Elfman's singing voice and Chris Hemsworth <laughs> Sarandon. What's his last name? I think I nailed that. Um, Not even going to Google it. Awesome. Who are we talking about? Good moderating. Who are we talking about? The the voice of uh, The actor Jack. in Jack. That plays the Jack. Actor. Oh, yeah. I don't, I I don't think know it him is. It's lot. Chris. I think it's his last name is the same as a famous actress's last name. I think oh, it's Susan Chris Sarandon? Sarandon. Um, yes. That's his name seamless. is Chris Sarandon. Wow. I wonder if he's related to... I don't know. Maybe what? I'll look it up while you continue while to talk. talk. Uh, the seamless transition. The, thing, the things you guys get sucked into sometimes in the middle of this podcast. <laughs> the appeal. 
probably. <laughs> this is what they come here for. <laughs> come on. All right. That transition between the singing and the acting voice, that it does not even sound like it is a different person, and that was why this Chris guy was cast, because he sounded like Danny Elfman, mm-hmm. uh, is really cool. Um, other than that, like, yeah, Catherine O'Hara is awesome. But, I mean, it, it's hard for me to be like, the, yeah, definitely. The evil scientist is pretty fun, too, so we can't leave oh, him he's out. So he's great voice acting. Great, great voice acting. Yeah. Oh, and Oogie Boogie. Mm-hmm. Oogie Boogie is great, yeah. Yeah. Louisiana. With my soup. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. uh, all right, let's, get, well, uh, let's talk about Corpse Ride, then, because sure, it, sure, it sure. sounds like you guys are kind of finished with that. Um, <laughs> three words. Richard E. Grant. Yeah, great. Okay. Great villain. Um, he is a good villain. Yeah, he's got a good voice for it. He does, uh, and he is the only reason it's not below average to me. So I'm giving it a four. Okay, and it's primarily because Johnny Depp can eat a shoe. Dude, I am so happy you said that. I don't think we've had a chance. I don't to like talk don't... about Johnny Depp on this pod. But I hate him more than I hate Jared Leto. I think he's more talented than Jared Leto, but I hate him. And ever since he's wow. been in Pirates of the Caribbean and he wow. just made his career that, I am sick of him. The wow. only thing I've liked that he did was Whitey Bulger. And I think it was apparently very not what Whitey Bulger was like. And so he, it's I'm cool too with some stuff Johnny Depp has done acting wise. Yeah. Not like Benny and June, he's good. Uh, Person wise. Um, Gilbert Grape. And the commercials I that I keep Jude. referencing are pretty rad. If you haven't seen them. Um, but yeah. they're very Johnny Depp. Gotcha. He, he's just not... I just don't really like the performance he gives as the like main character in this movie. It yeah. just doesn't... It just doesn't work for me. It's like... I almost said cartoonishly sheepish. Uh, but it is a cartoon. Um, it's just too. It's just too much of that. And it's like, I think part of it is what we were talking about with the sound editing, that it's just so quiet, and he's like a very quiet character, and he leans into the quietness so much that it's just like, dude, what is this freaking guy singing the whole time? So, it's average. Okay, Layla, what did you think about the actoring for uh, Corpse Bride? Yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a three. I think... Oof. And I, and I we should premise like typically with this category in general we reference a lot about writing um and writing mm-hmm. of characters and I just like to your point like I just don't think that character has a lot like it's like the voice acting's for sure super meek but like also the character's just really lame and meek so like I'm not rooting for him by any means um and like same with like the girl that he like originally is engaged to she's so meek and quiet like she just doesn't even really have like a character or voice in this movie i if any i mean i like helena bonham carter in it like i think yeah yeah yeah. i think she does something kind of fun with it but i think that's like i think that's like where she thrives being kind of weird and like fun like that so i'm not surprised that she could pull that off well um, and I think her voice is like lovely for this type of stuff. So there's that. Um, but I just don't think like, like the parents are supposed to be, I think really cool, fun, creepy cartoon characters that are like harsh and mean. And like, I just don't care about them at all. And I don't think the yeah. voices they did are 
remarkable. No. They're they're like they're so forgettable. When I'm watching it, I just don't care about what they're saying and them singing I just, is awful. I just I just remember the chin. That's it. Yeah. Well, I do want to say that two very, very iconic voices are in this, and I actually liked hearing them personally. And that was Christopher Lee's voice as the um, the priest. Yes. And uh, also Albert Finney plays one of the parents, and I mm. fucking love Albert Finney um, so much. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just don't think it works like as great as they fair. are. You know. No, because the side characters. Mm. So what we're kind of saying is the side <laughs> characters are cool and all, but like, yeah. how can you create? Two, two of the three main characters, you just kind of like either forget that they even Met. exist in the case of the non-corpse bride, and like just I just like the the main character is just like you the whole movie. I was just like, oh man, you really put yourself in a. Situation. It's interesting because I can't hear Johnny Depp. Whatever. It doesn't sound like Johnny Depp. So like part really? of me is like, oh, that's kind of a, no. I can't hear it at all. Oh, it sounds but, a lot like Johnny but Depp. But the mannerisms that they have this fucking character do reminded me of everything I hate about Johnny Depp. So it like makes me mad. I do want to also Poor point Johnny out Depp. another character. The the person who does the maggot. The maggot's face. And voice is supposed to resemble, and it does, a perfect impression of Peter Lorre, who's like a very famous, um, I think he's Czechoslovakian or Austria-Hungarian uh, Hungarian, uh, actor. He was in like Casablanca and stuff. If you look him up, you're going to be like, oh my God, yeah, that's yeah. the magic. Robin Williams does a superb impression of him. Oh, I haven't said Aladdin. this yet, but I have this oh. note. Yeah, in, one, in that one in moment, that one yeah. Little- I hate the maggot. Like, I hate it. I actually really, really oh, hate it. I viscerally hate the maggot. It upsets me. <laughs> well, you hate me. Peter Laurie then. Sorry. I, I, it, Do you hate Robin Williams' it's like, impression it's, of you, him? It's one of those things where, like, yes, it's supposed to be, like, a creepy, like, sidekick character, but I need those sidekick characters to be, like, redeemably cute at the same time. And nothing sure. about that maggot is cute whatsoever. It's just really gross and, like sounds gross yeah, it's a weird choice to have that like the side character that should be cute or funny just an impression of an actor that most of the people that watched it don't even know who that is yeah and like yeah, a good like example i feel like a really good yeah. example of like a character that like would have been perfect in a role like that is have you guys ever seen anastasia yeah yeah you know the like bat <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, like They're so totally. fun, so funny, such a great sidekick character. Still supposed to be kind of like grimy, weird, whatever, but like still so fun. Like that's what would have worked. But this maggot actually grosses me out. Okay, fair enough. All right, well, let's uh, <laughs> let's end out actoring on that. Fuck you, maggot. Um, <laughs> let's uh, on your feet, maggot. Uh, which is, is a shout out to one of our episodes, Edge of Tomorrow. If you haven't heard that one, go back and listen. Let's finish out with Legacy. What is the lasting legacy of these movies? I think it would be better to start with the one that probably doesn't have much of a legacy, probably. and that is Corpse Bride. Dude. Nick, do you have a rating for Corpse Bride Legacy? Tough to not give it below average. Tough to give it a two, though, because it appears to be well-liked. Yeah, um, the way you contemplated that <laughs> somehow. Uh, it's not a bad movie. I guess not. But like, who's out there? Like, I gotta put on Corpse Bride. For okay, I can tell you who Halloween. actually. So this was like what yeah. I wanted to bring up earlier, and why I think okay. Gabe has like visceral memories of who certain images. Oh, okay, uh, this came out at like the height of Spencer's and Hot Topic. 
And God damn it. You're right. These images were plastered oh, wow. all over t-shirts on like little oh, my God. gimmick and things. And I go there every third Thursday of the month. Yeah, that's, oh. that's, your, that's your spot, Gabe. That's your spot. That's where you were when we were like in high school and stuff. You were always at Hot that's Topics. That's true. Everyone knew me as like a real, Hot Topic like, kid. Yeah. Whenever he goes to a new city, he Googles where the Hot Topics are. Spencer's gifts, more like Spencer's Gabe's. Um, okay, but on like a serious note, it really was like for a certain population, this was like kind of a cult thing a little bit. Like... The corpse bride herself and like the the little dog. I don't know if you guys remember how popular that dog was, but it was plastered yeah, on T-shirts. I, uh, um, yep, it's coming back to me now. Yeah. So this was kind of like an era thing. At that time, this movie really was such a big deal um, for like. In in malls. So in malls. Yeah, for teenagers. Gothic like, teenage yeah. kids were like, God damn it. Why can't I marry a corpse bride? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I feel I'm like marry a wife who's dead. Just going around cemeteries, putting rings on things. <laughs> yeah, to get out of the oh, this might happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, no, but like there are there are certainly certain images and like moments in these movies that similar to you like. I, 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 like, barely remembered a lot of this movie, but I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, when he goes to see the living <laughs> fiancé and, like, mm. the, the corpse bride shows up and pulls him away and he puts his hand out, that image is, like, iconic. Like, iconic. Absolutely. Um, so I have a hard time giving it too low of a score because, aside from me, there are a lot of other people out there that have a lot of memory with this movie. Um, okay. So I am going to give it a five. I'm actually going to give it a five. I'll give it a four. Nick is giving it a four. We'll yeah, go below average. You're right. It I came d- back to me vividly. You also just said uh, the the phrase "living fiance," which is <laughs> would be a hilarious sequel to this movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's the opposite. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> and it just, it's just a fucking. I think that's just called movie. like a rom com. It's just <laughs> noisy. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope that they're living most of the so time. Many different movies. Yeah, I also when the, this was really well liked when it came out, but it lost the Academy. It was nominated for the animated category. It it lost to Wallace and Gromit: The Curse of the Were Rabbit. And don't get me wrong, I loved uh, Wallace and Gromit growing up, but like the fact that that is an Academy Award winning movie is bonkers. I'm but, straight up pissed we didn't do this versus. Wallace and Gromit. Gromit. We could still do that later. It it beat out this and Howl's Moving Castle, which is pretty shameful. The Howl's Moving Castle is one of the greatest fucking animated films ever. Absolutely, but also this. You keep in mind this is the year. Can we do Hayao Miyazaki? Can we do that sometime? Yeah, of course we can. It's all over HBO. It's like a big part of HBO Max. All of those movies. Um, I know. Yeah, I mean, the reason why they did that is because this was the same Academy, like the same year Academy that gave Crash Best Picture and pissed off everyone forever. So anyways, um, let's talk about Nightmare Before Christmas. What's the lasting legacy? Layla or Nick, go first. Yeah, I want Layla to go last for this one. Um, It's it's an easy seven um, because, duh. Go ahead, Layla. Yeah, okay. I mean, Great. it just seems like it almost seems silly to speak on this category. <laughs> um, it's like it's a 10. I'm just kidding. It's a seven. I mean, it's I don't there is not a single person I know that I've I've never met a person that's never seen Nightmare Before Christmas ever in my life. Like it is 
One of the most well-known Halloween movies and Christmas movies of all time. Again, the most iconic characters on the planet. I literally, I don't know if you saw it on Instagram, Gabe, but like I make this like, you know, those like white paper lanterns. I have a huge one and I paint Jack's face onto it and I like put I it I up every year. Like, yeah. it's an icon. It's just the most the- iconic face ever. I've done Sally for Halloween a million times. These are some of the most iconic Halloween costumes ever. And that alone will allow for this to carry on throughout time. Um, It ages so well. I don't even know. Like I was watching it and I was like, nothing about this animation has aged poorly to me. These characters are still so fun. And again, the music has not died. Like I still jam out to it and have a great time. I watched it with my niece when she was young and she loved it. No question about it. Was not bored. Like still watches it around Halloween time. It's just going to, it's a classic. It will always be a classic. It will never die. And they've kept the, the theme park ride at, at Disneyland for, uh, the, the, the for Halloween. haunted. It's like Halloween based off of, yeah, the haunted yeah. house or whatever is based on this. So, mm-hmm. and they're going to keep for that. Now, aren't they? No, no. Oh, maybe they will. No, I don't no, know. It's the water one. It was actually the one. weird. This was before. <laughs> one. This was in the '90s, so it was before they had an animated category at the Academy Awards. There are plenty of categories that they still need to fucking add, and eventually they will, maybe. Like, but actoring. Yeah, yeah. like actoring. Spectacularity. Um. Yeah, but it was up for visual effects, but unfortunately, it had to go against Jurassic Park, and there was no fucking chance Jurassic Park was going to lose that. So. Yeah. Um, that's it, but it is one of the most well-loved movies of all time, so I would obviously give it a 7 if I were giving score, but I wasn't. But I did add up these scores. I hope Nick is extremely proud of me. I've learned how to do math, math. overnight. Math. Um, your winner is obviously Nightmare Before Christmas. Me? It got a 64 out of 70, Ooh. which is a very high score. And then is that also... your Oogie Boogie impression? I don't know. No, it was I don't know seven. what's happening. You got like a oh, new man. Orleans. Did like, not mention Oogie Boogie. Corpse only Bride got a forty-one out of seventy, which isn't terrible, but not great. No. Um, so a sixty-four to forty-one. Hey guys, do you have any other recommendations of things to watch, Layla? I'm sure you don't because you don't even like stop motion. So Nick, you no, got any it. recommendations? Yeah, Wallace and Gromit and the Curse <laughs> <laughs> of the Were. I just, I just tell anybody to watch Wallace and Gromit. I still think the moon is made of cheese. Yeah, I still <laughs> eat cheese. I think Wallace, there was a, mo- a sheep movie, uh, a Wallace and Gromit like sheep movie that was up for uh, best animated. Yeah, it was animated pretty recently, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's on Netflix or something. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, Layla, what other stop motion animated movies should people um, watch? I'm only besides gonna... going to YouTube and looking up the Leica. Um, God damn it. That's like all I was gonna say. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I'm only gonna talk about one movie because I feel like I need to dedicate time to it. Um, Coraline is one of the greatest movies ever made. (laughs) Um, it is, it is based off of a book written by Neil Gaiman, which is one of my favorite authors of all time. If you want some fun, creepy things to read, he's a great author. You should check him out. I would read Coraline or The Graveyard if you want something small and fun to read around Halloween time. But Coraline is one of my favorite animated films of all time. It is an incredible stop motion film insanely creative it's a lot darker and weirder than these movies are like this Coraline's not super super built for kids I should premise with that like this is not a kids movie it is 
pretty dark and it kind of goes over some dark concepts um and it's just absolutely so much fun to watch so i implore anyone who hasn't seen it to absolutely go see it i say this all the time kubo is one of my favorite stop motion films ever and i'm still Mm, mad that gabe hasn't seen it (laughs) oh i've seen it like three times now Uh Uh, uh no uh i really need to watch that and i think i need to watch Coraline. but again i thought i needed to watch corpse bride for the first time and apparently i had seen it so maybe i i've seen them all um is paranorman an animated one yeah, or stop motion. I, stop I think mo- so. Let me just okay. uh, let me verify, but I think it, it is. Kind of looks like Jimmy Neutron. Um, uh-huh. Okay, I have a musical recommendation, uh, a new musical that somehow has slipped under it the is, radar. It is. It is very. Oh, okay, cool. Um, a newer musical that has slipped under the radar, but is available on Amazon Prime. It's very divisive. A lot of people hate it, and a lot of people fucking love it. I think I got to the end of it and thought it was brilliant. Uh, it stars Adam Driver and Marianne Cotillard. It's called Annette. It's super <laughs> weird, extremely weird, but really, really well done uh, and fascinating. And the songs are so peculiar because they're made by the Sparks Brothers. So if you're lo- if you're into musicals and you love Adam Driver and Marianne Cotillard, but especially if you love Adam Driver, like he's made it. He's so fucking good at acting. It's insane. Adam um, Driver. Well, I hardly, I know, hardly her. know her. Great. Thank you so much, Nick. Um, next week, we got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're taking a break. Uh, but we got some fun October themed episodes coming out, including a Harry Potter one. <gasps> we're doing is, it, guys. <laughs> yeah, which uh, when we did a vote with the quarantine battles thing, uh, our buddy Christian did, that one for best movie series. Everyone loved it. I thought that was insanely silly. But whatever. I still love... Well, I love the Harry Potter movies. I'm just... They're not the best movie series of all time. And Layla, you should be mad at yourself for even suggesting it since I know that your favorite movie series is Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but we Um, weren't talking about Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Well, I don't think you understand what I'm talking about. Um, Also, we are going to do... um, we're going to do Halloween versus Friday the 13th. Ooh, scary. With our buddy Nick Doria, who hasn't been on the podcast in a while, but he is a featured guest uh, yep. often. Um, no, once. Twice? No, he's been on it like three times. Three times? Yeah. Sorry, man. Uh, three times a lady. Uh, do you guys have a send-off? Uh, yeah, hopscotch. I wrote that down. I think it's a thing in, in one of them. What? Excuse me. You don't know me. But I used to live in your dead mother. <laughs> <laughs>